Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex. I'm Serge. And again, joined by my lovely, beautiful, smart, intelligent co host, Shelly Billinghurst. How's it going, Shelly? Oh, Serge, that was, oh my God, that was great. You know, it was almost like I gave you a script to read or something. Right. Thank you. Do you know, Serge, I am really excited to introduce our guest today in this special episode. We welcome Jan Tezig, who is the author of The Full Stack Recruiter. Jan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am going to start off with the line of questions to have you share a little bit about your journey into recruitment. Were you born to do this? How did you get into recruitment? You know, honestly, every single time when I'm answering that question, it's remind me how old I am <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm doing recruitment for, oh my God, for 16, 17 more years. And when I got that job, my first reaction was, oh, I will be speaking with people every day. Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And in reality, it was a little bit different, but I joined the agency many years ago and I spent five years. And then I entered the corporate world and I'm currently working for a corporation for the grade one. It was tougher at the beginning. Uh, it's not getting easier <laughs> because there is lots of competitors on the market. It's easier to find candidates, but it's even harder than years before to convince them to even answer your questions or, or emails. Yeah. But I still love the job. So hopefully I will be doing that for a few more years. <laughs> and and for you. the audience to know, you're in the Czech Republic. So you are recruiting in a different market than a, a lot of our audience, but the challenges are the same across the world right now. I'm, I'm going to add one more yeah. thing. Yes, I'm in Czech Republic, but I basically on my entire life, when I was starting a corporation, I was hiring people across the whole world. So US, Canada, whole Europe, Asia, but the struggle <laughs> is the same everywhere, regardless if it's Czech Republic or US. So let's talk about Full Stack Recruiter, your book. Yep. What was your motivation behind writing the book? Because you've had different versions. I think you were yes. telling us you have the blue, yellow, purple. There may be another version coming out. I don't know if I'm leaking <laughs> private information. But what inspired you to write the book? So there's a story behind it because I was always trying to write a book. And I had a fiction novel in my mind stuck for like 10 years. And I was trying to write it for two years and I failed. I felt completely. So I decided, hey, I'm going to write a book for kids that it will be easier. And I realized that it's even tougher. And then I realized that I already have a few articles about recruitment. So maybe I will be able to write a book for recruiters. And I finished the first one. That was the blue one. The yellow one is the second book. But I combined both books together, make it more readable, add more content. And the purple one is the only book that is out there. It's a book with 762 pages. So it's real huge content. And after that, I was able to finish the the book for kids and the fiction novel and uh, a few more books. But the reason why I started writing this book was I was trying to collect all the information that I learned during the years. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to find a way how I can share it. And one of the main reasons was that many of my friends were struggling when they entered the recruitment field. Yeah. Uh, because companies really don't care about their training. They are always looking for someone who can start from day one. And 
lots of companies are not investing to recruiters because they believe they already have the knowledge and they don't need to learn anything new. And that's the reason why I put all that content together to help other recruiters expand their knowledge, or even if they are just starting in the industry, they can get information at the beginning so they can succeed in their role because so many recruiters start and within the year, they just quit because nobody cares about them, nobody invests into training. Uh, so it's really frustrating job at the end. We were talking in the green room about Full Stack Recruiter, the book, and how I've leveraged it. I see it as a reference guide. It's one of those things that as a recruiter, you have inside of your desk and you're leveraging it all the time to get different concepts of what you should do in a particular situation, how you source, say, on Twitter, how you source on GitHub. This is the most comprehensive guide that I've seen as a recruiter across the board. I've given it to everyone on my recruitment team as a book that they should have. I've been in tech recruitment and I understand what a full stack developer is. But what is a full stack recruiter in your mind? <laughs> so uh, the reason why use that name or use that title for the book is pretty simple. I consider full-stack recruiter as a recruiter who is covering everything from sourcing, branding, some technical part connected with reporting. Basically, sourcing, reporting, those two parts are combined together in one person. And that type of recruiter is covering everything. Because I know there are companies that are splitting the recruiter role on sourcing and then on recruiter. Then there is some person who's just generating reports or taking care of the ATS. So I believe if you would like to succeed, you at least need to get a knowledge from sourcing and from recruitment. And that's the reason why I also split the book on two parts. So the first part is dedicated to sourcing and the second part is about recruitment. And in the recruitment part, I'm covering everything that is connected with uh, referral reports, things like how the time to fill is calculated. Because when people are joining the company, they usually don't have all the knowledge, how those things are working. And I still remember many years ago when I joined the first US company and they were talking about REC. I, I know what was the requisition, but they were all talking about REC. I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I was sitting in the room and listening and everyone was like, oh, we need more regs. And I was trying to figure out what was that? So that was a really strange moment for me <laughs> at that time. So I was trying to use that knowledge in the book and use that book as a reference for anyone who will be joining recruitment. So trying to avoid those strange yeah. moments that I experience. Thank you for clarifying that because there is so many different elements of recruitment. And I don't remember seeing in the book, but the recruitment coordinator role is one that you don't cover a lot, thank God, because it's not a recruitment role. It's an admin role that is associated with it. What I found interesting, the tools and the tips that you were able to give me to look at different ways of how to go after this tech talent was different than any other book that I've read. But I'm curious on your take right now. So there's two roles that we are very familiar with that are are extremely challenging. Software developers or developers in general and recruiters, how hard is it to get them? Are we seeing the same thing in Europe that we're seeing in North America? Well, you know, it's not all about recruiters and, and software developers. The problem is to attract anyone because all companies are looking for A players, but they are usually able to, unwilling to pay for B players. And ideally, they are looking for somebody who's got a skill of A player and looking for a salary that is a C player. <laughs> so that's one challenge. The second one, it's all about the company culture. Thanks to remote opportunities, now you 
have the chance to choose the company. You like their company culture. You like their values, what they are trying to achieve. You like their mission. And many companies are not able to sell that, like really strong values, really uh, amazing mission, but they are not able to sell it. And because recruiters are the first people that are connecting with the candidates and selling the vision or opportunity, then those recruiters are the most important people from the whole company. Yeah. But companies are not trying to get the best people on the market. They're just trying to fill the place with someone who will be pushing resumes or scheduling the interviews or finding the people. But we have millions of tools like Amazing Hiring or others for technical talent, for example. So there are dozens of tools on the market. So it's way easier to find any talent. The problem is to attract them. That's the hard part. And that's why so many recruiters are not successful and and not able to fill the roles because recruitment is not just the job of the recruitment team. Recruitment is teamwork. That means the whole company should take that as a priority. And it's not all about referrals. It's about how you interact with people on LinkedIn or or Twitter, how you present. For example, if I'm let's say finance manager, how I'm present myself and what information I'm sharing. If I'm giving likes to the company post, those are the small little things that are helping to expand the brand, the company brand. With a small, simple like, I'm helping my company to get the message that is shared by the, the marketing team, for example, about our success or money we we receive as investment. And, and those small things really matters. And that's the reason why I believe companies also should expand the knowledge or train their team, not only with new latest sourcing methods and tips, but also about how to sell the opportunity, how to sell the company vision, Mm -hmm. because those are super important parts. And based on what I'm seeing on the market, those are the things that many recruiters or the company leaders are missing. And they are not Mm -hmm. trying to motivate their TA team to do a little bit extra in that area because as I I mentioned before, finding people is easy. Convincing this is the hard part. I agree. And when you were talking about how you got into recruitment, thinking it was one thing and then you got into it and you went, oh, (laughs) now I understand (laughs) what it is. And you're absolutely right. And I really agree. I've always said a great recruiter is somebody who can tell the company's story a hundred times sometimes a hundred times in a day and say it with the same level of energy on the first time as you do on the hundredth time, because that is truly our job is to enthusiastically represent the company. What's interesting is now that there's such a high demand for recruiters, what I'm seeing on LinkedIn is people saying, well, I want to be a recruiter because their perception of what it is we do is we're the ones that get to say, congratulations, it's a boy. Congratulations, it's a girl. (laughs) Like they see us as like the maternity ward or something. So what would be your advice to people who are now looking and going, well, I never thought of recruitment as a career. What would you say is the best advice for somebody who's just going into recruitment? My first advice will always is and will be don't give up because lots of people think that recruitment is exciting because you are going to be speaking with people every day. You are trying to help them to find a new job. And after that, you can go and work as an HR 
generalist manager, and it's all about the people. But in reality, it's all about sales. You need to sell the opportunity. You need to sell the, the company vision. You are selling externally and internally because what you need to do internally is to sell your hiring managers that, okay, this is the perfect candidate. And even if you are planning to say, I want to see one more, because that's the phrase that I hate, because you find <laughs> right? you find oh, the God. right person oh, yeah. for the role and they usually like, oh, I would like to compare with yes. like different candidate or one more or two more. And I review like thousands of people, approach hundreds of them. Then two people finally tell me yeah, they are interested. This is the one. It's the perfect candidate. It's that unicorn. And you want to spend doing like dozens of other interviews to find one more that you can compare so you can tell me at the end, hey, I would like to get the, the first one. So my advice will be don't give up and try to find out more about recruitment because recruitment is not only speaking to the people or, or talking with the people every day. It's more about selling, marketing. There is a psychology element involved. Uh, if you would like to be really successful, you need to love the data because data will tell you everything about your funnel. You will also need to use the data for market mapping. So data will be your best friend during your whole career. Yeah. And if you are not able to work with them and you will not find out how to read them and what is super important, how to present them, you will never ever going to be a, a superstar recruiter. Yeah, we talk about how it's critical when you're trying to get additional budget. The data means a lot. Like, what is the return yep. on investment? So I'll add to your advice. You need to listen to this show before you go into recruitment and realize that... <laughs> and read the full stack recruiter. It, it, oh, my God. <laughs> then you have to read the full stack recruiter and then decide, well, this is a lot more complex than what I thought it was going to be. I think we can all agree. Recruitment is... Similar to sales, a lot of people think sales is easy and these guys are making tons of money and they're just bringing people to lunch. It's not exactly the case. But So I read your 20 questions you did on recruiting brain food, which Shelly did as well and Hung had asked me to do it and I have not delivered yet because I, I hate writing. I'm the opposite of you, Jan. I hate writing. But I found one thing that was really interesting. When COVID hit, uh, you were asked who the winners and losers of our industry post-COVID. And you said the losers are going to be chatbots and pre-employment assessment videos, which Shelly's just like got a big smile. And the winner, this was brilliant, would be tools focusing on productivity, learning, and team collaboration. Do you feel the same way today, Jan? Yeah. In, in full transparency, I'm not a big fan of chatbots. I understand that they could be used for good use if you know how to use them. The problem with the technology is that the majority of people uh, buying those tools are not able to implement it. It's like with the ATS, with any other sourcing tool. Companies are spending millions on sourcing tools. But when you find out that the regulators are not using them because they always go to LinkedIn. So you spend... 10, 20, 50, or more thousand dollars on the sourcing tool that nobody's using. And the same goes with the chatbots. If you would like to have a really good chatbot, you will need to provide the data. Yeah. And mm -hmm. recruiters will not going to spend their time creating the question, answering them, or answering those uh, questions that the candidates edit because they don't have a time for that. 
So then you have a tool that could be great, but you can't use it. You can't use it in real life, especially if you are an international company. Then you are hiring people in US, but you are also hiring people from Spain, France, or other locations. And people would like to speak with a living person and preferably in their own language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is one of the obstacles where chatbots are failing. Plus, they are not interactive. So if you are asked, do you have experience with Java technology? And you will answer, what do you mean Java technology? What kind of framework? Yeah. They will just go and skip to other question for one simple reason, because chatbots, you are creating the illusion that you are doing something fancy with AI, but it's just filling the form. Question answers. If this, then that. That's the whole AI thing behind it. And regarding the assessment videos, my take on that is very simple. What I'm seeing uh, more and more is that people are rely so heavily on the various assessments and tests that are created by people who have no clue uh, about psychology. And my father is psychologist, so I'm probably deformed by that because I was <laughs> raised in the environment surrounded by psychologists. So I know how hard it is to assess a person. Usually you need to left like an hour or two in real life, speaking with a person, trying to assess and learn a little bit more about them. But filling some questions somewhere through some tests, that's okay. It will give you some idea. But people, and especially HR people, rely so heavily on that. They are not questioning if that test is accurate, if the test is really showing the real data. And I wrote the article probably like a month ago about the assessment, the online assessment. And I basically mentioned something that I consider them as horoscopes because everyone is going to find in them like, oh yeah, I'm definitely Capricorn or, or Virgo. But psychology is really complex thing. So relying only on some AI that is going to assess you, how you're going to react. It's weird. And especially we are trying to create more diverse and inclusive environment or all the companies are trying. And then you are implementing something like video assessment. And the person who stutter is going to fail because AI is not ready to assess you because you're stuttering or you have some tick or you are not comfortable in in front of the camera. That tool is not going to help you to create the more inclusive environment or, or workforce, but it's basically removing those type of people from your pipeline, from the interior process. So that's the reason why I'm a little bit skeptical about all those assessment tools. And, and the same goes with the chatbot. So that's why I believe that creating really good candidate experience is speaking with another human because yeah. yes, we as a recruiters, we might be replaced someday. But still, we are bringing incredible value to yes. that interaction with the candidates. And, and by interaction, I mean a human interaction, not just hiding behind the chatbots, employee assessments, etc. Because if I'm interested in building really good, inclusive, and diverse environment, I need to understand who are those people on the other side that I'm trying to bring. Mm-hmm. And some of them will struggle with technology. And that's why I'm not a fan in those two tools. So I believe I was right and I will be right probably for next five years 
for sure. Absolutely. And so I've always been of the belief that assessments are just another screening out tool versus a screening in tool, looking at people, what are the human possibilities? And so help me with this, Jan, because I know when I take that position, the response to me is usually, yeah, but you can't do that at scale. You know, the human to human interaction of hiring, you know, you can't (laughs) scale that, right? Oh, you can scale it. There is a very simple trick how you can scale it. Better job descriptions. That's the entering point that is helping you to get candidates or attract candidates or explain candidates what you are trying to achieve. Majority of job descriptions are crazy long, describing the perfect candidate. Of course, some candidates are not going to read it. So if you put, hey, I need somebody in the UK, people from various parts of the world will going to be still applying. That's their problem. But you are focusing on the talent that you are trying to bring on board. And it all starts with job description. Uh, really good job description is the key because with all those AI tools, recruiters will take the job description, copy paste that into that AI tool, and AI tool will try to find the profiles that are matching that job description. Yeah. And that's a problem because if the job description is really bad, you will get talent that is not matching it. So yeah. Yeah, you get back what you put in, for sure. I absolutely agree. Jan, amazing insights. I thought this was fantastic to get your perspective. It's a perspective that you're a practitioner. You lead a talent acquisition team. You've done tons of research, obviously, to write a book of the caliber. Of, so your book is available everywhere. I'm assuming it's uh, here in Canada. It's available on Amazon. How can someone get a hold of you? They have questions. They want to reach out. Is LinkedIn the best place to get a hold of you? Well, I prefer LinkedIn or yeah. Twitter. I personally really hate when people start approaching me through Facebook uh, because usually they are trying to sell something to me. The last person was trying to sell me some AI tools. So I review their site and point out uh, the things that they've got you know, problematic <laughs> there. For example, like fake reviews and those type of things. So I prefer LinkedIn or they can go on my site, yantexa.com uh, and there's a contact right. form. You know, as a recruiter, you can find me and reach me. There are so many ways <laughs> how to do that, but I always prefer LinkedIn or email. So Perfect. Well, I do recommend everyone to go check out the book. There's not going to be another version you were saying. There will not be another version. We'll be publishing several books in upcoming years that will be covering some part of recruitment world, but it will not be connected with the sourcing or like work of the recruiters. So it will be a little bit different, but you know, it, it will take some time. Perfect, Jan. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank, Thank you, you Jan. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.